Join me on my journey as I explore wealth in all areas of life. I'm your host, Mindy Kinnis, and this is The Lucrative Society. Welcome, my friends. I have a very special guest with me today that I am really excited for you to get to know. Alicia Covey, welcome to the show. Oh, thanks, Mindy. I am so excited to be doing this with you. Thank you for inviting me. Absolutely. It's my pleasure. I'm excited that you're here. I want to just jump right into this conversation around wealth. How do you personally define wealth? Oh, that's such a good question, Mindy, because there's so much more to it from my point of view than just money. Although money is important, you know, we all need it to survive. There's so many other things to take into consideration. I think that your spiritual, mental, and and then also financial well-being is a part of wealth to me. With any of those lacking, it becomes a struggle. At least that's my point of view. Which fits right in with the whole concept of this show. So <laughs> that is there you go. <laughs> now I want to go back to something that you said. You attended my retreat, Heart Path, last year. And I this stuck in my mind, something that you mentioned there. You were saying, you know, I'm 33 years old, which is how old you were at that time. And you said, how does a 33-year-old woman run five companies that are worth $100 million? Like, I don't know how to do that. And I want to ask you, because the truth is you are doing it. And I want to ask you, what what is that transition point of like thinking, I don't know how to do this, but yet doing it and being a badass while doing it. Oh, Mindy, you're so awesome. Badass is so, uh, you know, speculative. It's like, who really said I was? Sometimes I am, sometimes I'm not. (laughs) I'm Uh, going to uh, W badass. (laughs) Well, thank you. Since I have now been knighted by Mindy, I will accept. Um, But that being said, Mindy, so much of it, I think, is dreaming big and then not being afraid to go after those dreams and to know that you will fail. Nobody said it was gonna be perfect. Nobody said it was gonna be easy. Even today, I could tell you, I still don't know what I'm doing. Everything is continuing to grow and change. And if I knew what I was doing, then I wouldn't be growing. So it's definitely finding the acceptance and appreciation for where you are in that present moment and being grateful for the fact that you are growing, knowing that growth is uncomfortable but it's part of the journey. And so if you can embrace that, then you can move forward, even though you don't, you know, you weren't given a manual on how to do this, uh, life or raising kids or having businesses. That doesn't mean that you can't jump in there wholeheartedly and be excited about what you're trying to do. Just know that you're growing and that there's going to be mistakes and you have to be kind and loving and accept those when you make them and then be open-minded to how you can do better and fix them for the future. So I think it's just acceptance, appreciation, and gratitude for where you are. Awesome. So Alicia, you have done so much work in that growth department. And actually, that's how you and I first met, was was in your journey of growth. And I wondered if you would share with our audience just a little bit about that process, and most specifically, what inspired you to start? That is a great question, Mindy. So 
I am, I know this is going to just rock your world to hear that I'm a little bit OCD, right? Never would have guessed that. Um, and I am not picky or, you know, anal about anything. However, <laughs> I like everything to be a certain way. And most of that way, from my opinion, is balanced. And I think that I had been through a lot of difficult times in my life, which all of us have, right? They're all different. Everybody experiences different things. I viewed them to be difficult and I didn't know how to deal with them. So instead of dealing with emotionally difficult and stressful times, I did two things. I put my head down and busted my ass, which was very rewarding. I was able to excel uh, mentally and professionally and business-wise drastically. So that was great. And then I also did it with my physical body. I went to the gym, I hit it hard, I ate right. I did all of that. And after doing that for, you know, half a decade, I, I mean, I had been working out and uh, had my own business for longer than that, but really honed in and working on it. I realized that I was like an off centered tricycle, like no matter how hard I had those back two wheels, you know, strong and moving forward, the steering wheel just wasn't right. It just, I kept veering off path and it was frustrating for me. And then one day it hit me in the head. I was like, okay, Alicia, you're super strong mentally, super strong physically, but where are you spiritually? And it just was like a sledgehammer. And I realized like, whoa, my insides are fucked up. And I'm sorry, Mindy, if you have to like bleep that out, but that is what we don't, we don't, I don't, I don't bleep on this show. <laughs> okay. Well, there you go. You got the real truth. It was fucked up. <laughs> and I didn't really, to tell you the truth, know how to fix it. I just knew there was something wrong and I needed a solution. I'm a problem solver in every other area of my life. And I wasn't going to accept that I had now seen what the problem was. So if you see the problem, you can acknowledge the problem. There's always a solution. And so I was on a quest to find how to create a solution for this. And that's when I ran into um, you and Sean. And I didn't know how I was going to fix it. All I knew was, for some reason, the universe put you guys in my life. And I was going to shut up and listen. <laughs> and that's kind of how, how it went from there. Yeah. And you've continued on that process since then, essentially, like you've, you've been reading books and, and going to courses and listening to things and having lots of awesome conversations, I know, because I, I am in part of that. And it's so fun to have seen, I would say, such a quick progression. And, and no doubt, because you are a very efficient person. So you would, you would put that into the same capacity. However, I like that you said that like, you didn't know what to do. Would you be willing to share a little bit of the backstory of like what was going on for you? Because what I think is when we are open about our experiences and our story, not just like, oh, here's how I fixed it. Mm -hmm. There's also this element of connection because I know that listeners to this show right now are going through all kinds of, of crazy stuff. Would you be willing to share a little bit about your story? Of course. And I think that we can all get into the weeds and the details of a story. And I'll give you a little bit back of background of mine, but the main issue, you know, hindsight is always 2020 looking back is that I victimized myself. Everything that had happened to me happened to me. Let's say that in quotes, I felt was done to me, not for me. And I didn't have a hand in it. It was just like my life was progressing and I was being assaulted by people. And 
that's how I took it. I was like, well, I don't know how I could change this. My family was being ripped apart. My family had been ripped apart multiple times. This wasn't the first time. And the people who had done those things to me in my life, I can't control them. So I'm just their victim. I'm like their little rag doll that they throw around and abuse as they see fit. And then I just have to clean up the mess, right? And so when I realized that my spirituality was just like way out of whack, it was coming to the fact of owning me and owning every single decision I made, every single opportunity that we're presented with, whether you want to view it as positive or negative, it's an opportunity for you to grow and to learn. And so when I was able to realize that, whoa, if I want to play this victim role, I'm giving away all my power, then I can play that. You can, you can choose to do that. You can choose to be the victim and you, then the, the glory or present that you get that goes with that is that you can tell everyone how horribly you've been mistreated but I don't care about that. <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, I might've gotten mistreated, but I want to be a powerful person. I want to be in control of my destiny and able to pursue my biggest dreams. And if you're going to give away your power to someone else so that you can be called a victim and be felt sorry for, then you can't pursue your biggest dreams. And so I realized that thanks to you and Sean and many other amazing people. And then I just had to realize, okay, so how do I stop being a victim here? Yes, things are happening, but how do I say that these are happening, you know, for me, not to me? Does that make sense? It absolutely does. And I want to dig in on that because how did you do that? Because there are tons of people out there that they have maybe the same information that you have or guidance that somehow shows up in their life, whether through a book, a mentor, whatever. And yet your experience coming out of that is vastly different because you did make that choice of saying, no, I'm not going to be the victim anymore. So can you talk a little bit about how you even got to that choice? Because like I said, there are plenty of people out there that have the same information, but yet don't take the active role in making a different choice. And then they have just continued those same patterns. You have not. Yeah, that's a good one. I think that I had played that victim role to where I saw the end of it led for me or the end of it for me would have just been death. I didn't care to live anymore. I didn't care. It's just like, okay, well, none of this means anything. Why am I doing it? I'm not saying that, you know, I had made that decision, but I could see where the end of my victimhood would lead me. And that's not what I wanted. And so when I realized this path isn't going to end anywhere good, it's only going to keep progressing into a negative downward spiral, then I realized, okay, I've got to change something and I can't change the people that are, you know, other people or their actions, I can only change me. And so it, it really took being broken, I think, being so broken to the point that I was willing to look inside myself and say, what can I do? And the only thing that I can do is change me. And so when I realized that, I was like, whatever it takes. And was it painful? Sure, it was fucking painful. I had to break and I had to break multiple times. I had to break thought processes that I thought processes that I had put up to protect myself, uh, images that I had created in, in my head of what happened, why it happened, and you know how it happened, and how I would keep those images to protect myself and not let it happen again. You know, I had boarded myself up to protect myself from being hurt again but that also protects you from living 
And so it was just having to be willing to break everything and realize that you do have control and you don't have to be a victim. Now, you can put yourself back in those scenarios or you can choose not to. Um, I'm choosing not to, so you have to be wise, right? But it was definitely a, a learning process. And I think lots of times, maybe before when I had tried to accomplish the same goals, I hadn't truly decided that I didn't want to be a victim anymore. You have to truly decide that and take all of the responsibility that comes with that. Because what that means is no matter what someone does to you, you can't be like, well, this is their fault. This is, they did it and they, th yeah, they did do their part, but what is your part going to be? How are you going to respond to that? How are you going to turn the scenario into good for you and good for your company or good for your family? Um, good for all of those around you because the universe is bringing it to you for a reason. There's a lesson to learn here. So will you be open to learning that lesson and take it to a positive versus I was victimized here by this person or the scenario? Did that answer your question, Mindy? I'm sorry. <laughs> you're, you're what? Uh, I'm nothing, but <laughs> I'm totally awesome. I just wanted to make sure I got you the answer that you needed there. <laughs> For those of you listening, I want to let you know why we're laughing about this. Uh, Alicia, one of the things that she's been working on is not apologizing. Because I'm like, look, you don't need to apologize for anything to anybody. And so... I would hear that occasionally from her and I'm like, you're what? <laughs> you're what? <laughs> is it occasionally, Mindy? Or is it like, it's gotten better, right? <laughs> it's gotten way better. That's why I had to give you a hard time. Thank you. I appreciate that. Friendly so, reminder. <laughs> I like though that you're using the word decide. You know, the, the root of the word decide from the Latin word decidere is, is literally to cut off. And just as you were saying, like, once you decide, you can't go back because it's, it is cut off. It is like not there anymore. So it's such a powerful word to use and I'm glad that you used it. One of the things that I do with every guest on this show is go through an acronym called HERB, H-E-R-B. And I'm really looking forward to your responses. I'll walk you through each of the letters. The H stands for habits. What are some of the habits that you use to not only stay strong and you know just be who you are in the world but also stay in your power of those decisions and the growth that you have done what are your habits so i think as i evolve and change and grow my habits also evolve change and grow so i i am a very habitual person i've seen that when you stick to things and you create a pathway, you accomplish a lot. So I'm, I'm really good at creating scenarios where I can repetitive, repetitively do the things that I think are necessary. The part where I struggle is adjusting. Like, okay, so we've done this for long enough. Now I'm going to need to move on to something else. So sometimes I get stuck in a rut for a little bit. I'm like, oh, this did work for the last six months and now I've grown. And so I need you know, to do a little bit of adjusting here. But some of the habits that I've noticed over the last year that have really helped me continue to grow in the journey that I'm on are definitely meditation, definitely setting aside the time to read and not just read, but implement what I read. Because if all I do is read, then that's just entertainment. So I'm looking to continue to grow. So keeping that habit of growth 
is extremely important to me. And then making sure that I'm surrounding myself with the right people. I truly enjoy working. So I can put my head down and work 80 hours a week, 90 hours a week and not think twice about it. Uh, but I realize that if I do that, not only am I not building relationships with people that can um, uplift me and help me, but I'm not sharing me with people either. And so being able to share the things that I've learned and help others on their journey, as well as being able to receive help is so important to me. So having those habits of making sure that you're surrounded with the right people and creating time for them in your life is really important to me. Nice. So those are just a few. Awesome. So moving from the H to the E, the E stands for environment. What are things that you either bring in or do not allow in to your environment to maintain just, you know, the, the mental well-being, the spiritual well-being, physical well-being, all of that stuff. Talk to me about your environment. Environment is a really intriguing one because I tend to be, my husband so uh, sweetly tells me, a Tasmanian devil. I know you never <laughs> Where did you get that from? But uh, he does. For some reason, he sees that in me. And so I go into things and it's just like, you don't even know what hit you. It's a whirlwind and then everything is done. So I have the ability to create extremely fast paced and moving environments, which is great because you accomplish a lot, right? However, <laughs> the alternate side of that is usually a lack of peace. So there's a ton of motivation, a ton of, hey, we're going to get this shit done, knock it out of the park but that usually eats up the peaceful being present and now time, if you will, enjoyment of the now. So what's really important for me in the space that I create outside of, you know, powering through work, getting things done is that it's a peaceful environment, that there's quiet, that there's calm, that it's, for me, it's having an organized place where things are put away so that there's nothing to distract me to get done, right? That's more, let's, oh, I need to get this done. It's more important than meditating right now, or it's more important than sitting here reading or giving myself just the enjoyment of this present moment. So creating scenarios where everything is put away and I have no excuses to not give myself that time is important for me. I love that. <laughs> That's so kind of crazy, right? <laughs> well, it's just, it, I, I so resonate with, not that I do that, but it's like, I understand why you do that. Because to me, it is so easy to have all those different distractions and like, oh, I need to wash the dishes or I need to do, you know, any of that other stuff because that's life. And just having made sure that they're done so that you have that time kind of secured, that, mm -hmm. that's, that's awesome. So moving on to the R, and this is one of my favorite ones, and I know you'll probably geek out on it too. The R stands for resources. Resources can be books, can be programs, mentors, you know, what, whatever, any kind of resource that you have used in your life. I wonder if you could just mention a few that have really impacted you and that you would recommend to others. Awesome. So resources are a huge thing. I don't think that anyone gets anywhere by themselves. I think sometimes, and even in points in my life, I thought it was me. I'm like, look what I've done, look what I've accomplished. No, it wasn't you. <laughs> so the universe is working its magic behind the scenes and it's connecting us to the people and the books that we need and um, everything that we need if we're open to growing. So some of the things that I absolutely love 
are Mindy and you know, I totally geek out on this. It's just the books. I love books. So right now I know I'm like, Oh my God, give me a good book. Um, and so I think that books are just, they're amazing. Uh, not only because they they have so much content to them, but because you can go back and reference them. And just like you, Mindy, I highlight my books and make notes in them in certain manners and ways, uh, just so that I can go back and uh, reference them. And then of course, as I grow, maybe a passage that used to mean a ton to me, I'm like, oh cool, I've, I've gotten through that one, and now I've moved on to a different growth point in my life. But right now I am reading The Power of Now and absolutely loving that book. I also think um, Becoming Supernatural by Dr. Joe Dispenza is phenomenal. I'm very much into spiritual growth and then also business growth. So it's really, the extremes are pretty big, <laughs> um, but I try to bounce between the two. So one month I jump into one and the other month I, uh, you know, you jump into the other just to kind of keep them balanced because I can totally, you know, go left or right and then forget about the other side. So just trying to make sure those are balanced. The other thing that I do is I try, and we kind of touched on this earlier, is to surround myself with awesome people. So what I do is I kind of soul search, like where am I missing the boat? Where am I not living up to my potential? That's a painful thing to look for in yourself. And it definitely takes the ability to, to accept being hard on yourself, right? It's not hard like you're tearing yourself down. It's hard like you would be with a best friend like hey I know you can do better but you do it for yourself and so when I see those points I'm like okay I need to grow here then I try to find the best person or coach in that area and I'm just like hey I don't care what it costs what it takes what you tell me to do I'm going to do it because if they're excelling there then who am I to say I can't learn from them and if they're willing to teach me then I'm willing to hear everything they say and try it so um, that's not to say that you know, an awesome coach knows everything. No, but that doesn't change the fact that if they've accomplished what you're trying to accomplish, that's a great person to align with. And if you will do what they tell you to do, you'll figure out real quick if it works for you too. So that's kind of the way that I try to go about tackling resources and applying them to my life. Yeah. And I, I've seen you do that. I can, I can speak to that, that that's exactly what you do. I mean, you're often asking me about <laughs> book recommendations or, or whatever. <laughs> And, you know, both, like I said, we both can geek out on that. So that is super fun. To wrap up the acronym, the B stands for beliefs. And with beliefs, I'm, I'm talking about like your worldview, you know, how you, how you see the world. And you've actually mentioned some of these things already, but I just to even get more specific on this. What are some of the beliefs that you hold to be true that have really allowed you to become the woman that you are, the badass that you are? Ooh, that's a good one, Mindy. The beliefs that I hold true. Hmm. I definitely believe that, and I don't want this to be to be viewed as a negative, but I believe that taking, and I think sometimes it does get misinterpreted that way, but taking 100% ownership for everything in your life, that to me, it was my big game changer. Of course, I took ownership of the badass things I did. Well, duh, of course I did those. <laughs> um, but the shittier parts or the ugly parts, the parts that I didn't think were great, it was easier to be like, well, that happened because of. And I mean, you don't always necessarily blame someone else, but the belief still isn't there that, hey, all of this happened for my good. 
So, and I am 100% responsible for every decision in my life. So you might not be 100% responsible for every um, opportunity or scenario presented to you, but you are 100% responsible for how you respond to it. So that is something that I've definitely let guide my life and seen a huge improvement in quality of life. I'm not going to say I'm perfect at it and it's a work in progress. And I really think it will always be. So it's just a guiding light for me. Like, Hey, this is, this is the path that I want to go down and this is who I want to be. And so some days it's easier than others. Um, that's my probably number one. And then my number two is being present. You know, there is, there is no life before or after us. We only have this now. And so, yes, we have to, you know, think about the future and plan out our steps and things like that, but we don't have to live there. I think if I remember correctly, your brain thinks like 80,000 thoughts a day or something like that. And over 90% of them are just repetitive. So it's like, okay, I don't want to do that. My brain is just another muscle that I have the blessing of having inside of me but it isn't who I am. And so I'm learning to control what I think about, what I let that story in my head tell me, because I think those are the ways that you, once you understand how to control that um, and you learn how to institute peace into your life and being present, that's when those phenomenal ideas that, you know, your brain, no matter how many times it spun, couldn't think of, that's when the universe has time to slip those in and let those become known and be, uh, become present in your life. So I think those are my two guiding ones. Nice. I love that. Talk to me about generosity. Yeah. That's like my favorite. <laughs> um, I call that yeah. giving. <laughs> Everybody's like, Oh my God, you love to give and you give the best gifts and da da da. And I'm like, Oh no, no, I don't really love to give. It's selfish. Like I'm giving to you because it makes me happy. Yeah, so, so this um, is exactly what I want to talk about. You have this weird concept called, what do you call it? Selfish, selfish giving. Selfish giving. Selfish giving, yeah, because that's what I do. I'm like, I'm giving because it makes me feel good. And thank you for allowing me to do it, right? So when people <laughs> accept, I'm just like, thank you, because it makes me feel really good. Um, I have to be able to give and share with others, or I, like, there's a certain extent that everybody needs things, right? And I have plenty of stuff I don't need. <laughs> so it's just like, I'm past the point of needing. And so then what is my motivation for continuing to move forward if it can't be that I can share and give to others? So whether that be, you know, uh, monetary or just a conversation or share a book that I found that really helped me and maybe I can see, oh, maybe if they read this, it would be helpful for them right now in their life. It doesn't matter what it is. I just enjoy giving and people allow me to operate in that gift. I appreciate it. So it is so funny to me because you say, Oh, I'm, I'm selfish giving. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like I'm the one that is grateful for your gift. <laughs> and I'm grateful you let me <laughs> like, I, I need to. <laughs> so. I, I think that's awesome. And I, you know, and I, I love, I love generosity in my life. I love it in other people's lives. And, you know, if we could all just be more selfish givers, <laughs> I think that the world would be a really, really different place. So I wanted to ask you about that. Talk to me also about you and your husband, Charles. You, you run all of these companies, like $100 million value of companies. That's, that's a huge amount. Is your lifestyle now vastly different or were you always in 
I would put like a, like in a wealth situation. Yeah. Like, did you come uh, from money? Did you not come from money? What What was this period of your development? Right. So neither of us came from money. Uh, we both came from families that worked really hard. We came from, both of us came from large families, which worked out well. We were both the oldest in each family, which is uh, why we both butt heads so much. I mean, it's great because the best idea will always win, but it also has something to do with who's willing to fight the hardest. <laughs> so it's just like, well, let's go. Um, I, that's probably one of my favorite things about Charles. He never lets me get off easy. So I can't like, I'm not strong on him into anything. However, if my idea is best, I win. So it's a, a lot of fun in that regard. So we both came from families who worked really hard just to kind of make it. And I think both of us in our, you know, early 20s, mid 20s, maybe even to late 20s, money was an issue. We, we both had businesses previously on our own. They were minorly successful to like at the greatest, if you will, uh, definitely learned a ton from them. But until we combined our knowledge, we weren't able to create this booming success that people see now. And it didn't come overnight, Mindy. There was a lot of sleepless nights, a lot of 90 hour weeks, a lot of um, us not taking any money and giving everything we had. I mean, Charles has a screenshot from his bank account. I think there was like $87 in it. So, and that wasn't so long ago. <laughs> I'm like, wow, was that only, was it 12, 2012 or 2014? But I mean, you have to be willing to put it all on the line. And I think a lot of times people see entrepreneurs and they see the glamour and they don't realize that you paid for that with blood, sweat, and tears. So for us, it makes it even more valuable. It's just like, you get to see the rewards of everything that you invested, but you also have to remember that it doesn't make you. Because at any moment, we could lose this too. You know, you're, there's no guarantees. You, things like what happened in 2020, coronavirus can happen. And it, you could have had laid your best plans and you could have done everything right and it just wiped you out. It's not, that's not to say that businesses that were lost during this time did a bad job. I mean, how do you prepare for something that's never happened in your life, right? So you have to appreciate your hard work and enjoy it, but then also know that even everything that we've built together, this isn't who we are, right? There's more to us. Yeah. And that's such a just great reminder to everybody out there that there is potential, you know, and it's all about that work. I love that you're like, no, neither of us came from money. And now mm -hmm. together we've developed this whole different experience of life. And, I, you know, I just, I celebrate you both so much just for your personal development, your business development, who you've become, who you are in the world. It's just awesome. So let's talk about another passion project of yours. Okay. You have this really, really cool thing going on called the League of Goddesses. Tell me a little bit about that. So first, can I say thank you for your super sweet compliment? I Hearing, hearing those things from you, Mindy, it means a lot. It's just, I've admired you for a long time. And so to hear that from you means a lot. So thank you for that. You're welcome. And, um, I will go on to the League of Goddesses. This is another, uh, you know, what do we call that? The selfish giving that I like to do. So <laughs> I was like, you know what? I, I really think that I can find a really good way to give back to women. And let me preface this by, I love guys. Y'all are awesome. You're phenomenal. 
you've been kicking ass for you know eons and i think that some of my best teachers were men so that being said i totally appreciate you guys but you still can't be in the league of goddesses <laughs> so this is just for women um and it's definitely a passion for me i am so motivated by helping women help women move further faster i think that it hasn't been a century since we were truly free to create these lives all on our own without any inhibitions or any i need a man for this or for that right and it, it's this is not a man's fault this is just the way the world was they didn't do anything wrong it's just how it was and in order to you know secure financial stability and secure uh, things for your children you just had to make sure that you married the best man and that was just the end of the story so you did whatever it took but that isn't the world that we live in anymore and now that we haven't lived there for you know uh, a couple of decades i feel like we're all of us are changing and we're changing quickly but we're trying to adjust to this new world that we live in where wow this can really just be all about me and about everything that i've built and what i put into it is what i get out of it and that being said i think that as women we're still learning what all the powers are that we bring to the workforce and how to bring them and how to maximize them and how to get where we want to get by embracing the differences between men and women versus the women versus us powerful women trying to fit ourselves in the mold of powerful men that we've seen succeed so there were powerful men and they have you know paths that you can follow but i think we can create our own paths to powerful women succeeding and it's just going to be a little bit different but it's what we need and it's kind of like i told you charles had grown things on his own and i had grown things on my own but we didn't become a phenomenal powerhouse until we put our specialties together so for the same reason that our marriage works so well and i'm not saying it's perfect is the same reason our business works so well because his strengths happen to be areas that i'm a little bit weaker in and my strengths happen to be ones that naturally as a male his are a little bit weaker in so when we can combine them we get the best result and i feel like that is so accurate for any business so any business would be just wildly successful to have awesome strong powerful women in leadership roles and so my goal is to create a place where we can grow leaders whether they be ceos business owners entrepreneurs i don't care what they are if they want support from other strong women the league of goddesses should be the place for that and then when they're ready to give back to women whatever their talents are or specialties are i hope that that's also the place that they can easily find other women who need them and share that way so that's kind of what it is uh in a large nutshell <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. I've seen just really, really great things going on in there that you've created and started. And I love that it's just like, that's, that's a side project for you. It's a passion piece for you that it's just awesome. So if our listener is interested in learning more about who you are, what you're up to, how can they uh, get in touch with you? Where would you like to send them online? Yeah, so I think my website's probably easiest, just aliciacovey.com. And if they're interested in the League of Goddesses, there's a page on there for it. So you can just click on it and uh, ask to be invited. And as long as you're a woman, we'll let you join. And if you're a dude, come on, uh -uh, don't do that. <laughs> I'll figure it out. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you so much. I 
like I said at the beginning, I'm excited for my audience to get to know you, to see what you're doing in the world, and really to utilize you as such an example of possibility, because that to me is, is what you shine at. So thanks so much for your time and your wisdom today. Oh, Mindy, I thoroughly enjoyed it and I appreciate you wanting to have me here. It was a pleasure. Thanks so much for listening. Make sure to subscribe to The Lucrative Society on iTunes. And please leave a review of the podcast. Visit lucra.com for transcripts and resources or to become a member of The Lucrative Society where I coach purpose-based entrepreneurs on business, mindset, and heartset. Lucra, where wealth equals well-being.